Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, second Sunday of Advent season. And we see in the Gospel today people from Judea, Jerusalem, the surroundings of Jordan have lined up to John the Baptist to receive baptism for the forgiveness of sins. A priest goes to the barber for haircut. When it is done, he asks the barber how much he owes. And the barber said, all free friend, I consider it service to God. The next morning when the barber goes to work, he sees a bunch of flowers and Bible on the doorstep from the priest with a thanksgiving note. And then the next that day, a policeman enters wanting a dream. When the barber is finished, the policeman asks how much he owes him. The barber said, no charge, my friend. I consider this service to God above. The next day, when the barber goes up, turns up to work, on the doorstep, he found box of donuts and a Thanksgiving card from the police officer. In the afternoon, a senator came in for the haircut and the senator, after he is finished, he asked him how much he owes, and the barber said the same thing. I consider it service to God and all free, my friend. When the next day, when the barber goes to work, there is a line of senators waiting in a long line for haircut. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, there is a line of people in front of John the Baptist to receive baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And as they were waiting for the coming of Messiah. And we are also on the threshold of welcoming Messiah into our life. And the Gospels today and the readings today, they give us four important lessons how we should prepare for Jesus' coming. And first and foremost, we are called to prepare. And preparation for Jesus' coming. Are you ready for Christmas? Normally this question is asked, we can point to a number of things to measure our readiness. Do we have our tree out and decorated? Are all the decorations and lights hung? Is our shopping completed? Do we, did we send out our Christmas cards? Did we, do we have everything wrapped? And as we go through the season, we can check off everything that gets done. However, this is not what I am referring to when I ask the question, 
Are you ready for Christmas? I'm referring to the spiritual preparation. In our scripture reading today, and in the desert, there is a voice calling out, prepare for the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. Rough ground shall become level, the rugged places plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. All mankind together will see it. And we are called to prepare for God's coming. I see that our life is all about preparation. When we were in the first grade, we were preparing for the second grade. And when we were in the second grade, we were preparing for the third grade. When we were in the school, we were preparing for college. When we were in the college, and we were preparing for life. When we are in life, we are preparing for eternal life. Life is all about preparation. And as we are preparing for Jesus' first coming in view of celebrating Christmas, preparing Christmas cards, Christmas gift, doing Christmas shopping, as we prepare for Jesus' first coming, and we are preparing for Jesus' second coming. And that starts with preparation, the spiritual preparation to receive Jesus into our lives. We see the gospel reading, people lined up in the Jordan River as a sign of repentance. Though some people came to the river Jordan, the bank of Jordan, with a suspicion, with, uh, with a skeptical mind, but essentially we see the core group of people went to John the Baptist as a sign of repentance. And that's how we should begin the Christmas preparation. And number two, for in view of preparing for Jesus' coming, we are called to confess our sins. Confession, sometimes people would ask question, we should we confess our sins to God or confess our sins to priest? Because God knows and God will forgive me if there is any sin in my life and there is nothing hidden from the eyes of God, why should I confess my sins to God? And people generally, they say that, Lord, I am a sinner and you forgive me. And But that's not enough. And we, we are called to confess our sins. And the scripture is that it is strongly biblical why we should confess our sins to priests. And the, the book of Hebrew invites us uh, to confess your sins to one another. So, and that's why uh, the apostles received the authority from Jesus to confess, to, to absolve the sins and to retain the sins. The authority was given to the, the apostles and the apostles handed down the authority to the priests and bishops and so on. And that's why they exercise the authority to forgive the sins. And therefore we are called to confess our sins. And the scripture says, 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sins and purify us 
from all righteousness. And what causes the hindrance to confess our sins, and often we and the devil will do that all that he can do to keep us locked up in the prison of unconfessed sin. He knows the power of sin, how much deliverance a person can experience after confessing sins. The devil do not want that. And it keeps the rug saved under the carpet, gather all the dust and dirt under the carpet, and it stores up in your mind and destroys you, destroys the peace of mind, destroys the joy, destroy the comfort and the consolation God wanted to give you out of confessing your sins, and the devil do not want that happen. And that's why he wants to keep you under slavery. That's why the devil wants to keep you not delivered from sin, and it keeps you without confessing your sin. And we see, and the gospel challenging us today, we are called to confess our sins as we prepare for Jesus' coming. And the third important thing reading today would challenge us, repent. And you may ask here, and I confess sins, and why should I repentance? And repentance is taking the confession to the next level. And this is the logical step for, to prepare yourself for the coming. We confess our sins, but why should we require repentance? The author of Seven Secret of Confession, the author named Vinnie Flynn, he would tell us we go to confession and we confess our sins and we do, we commit the same mistakes and again we go to the priest and we confess the same thing. The pattern of sin keep coming to us again and again. We fall into the same trap. Why should we repeat the same sin? The reason because we have not discovered the root causes of our sin. And we know we struggle. We know what, cause, what can cause us into sin. The books that we read, the, the TV show that we watch, the talk we, the friend who talks to you can cause you into sin. But still we keep, keep on going and that going to repeat the same pattern of sin into our lives. Unless until we found the root cause of the sin and we are not going to overcome the pattern of sin. And the repentance, the real repentance, the change of heart, the remorse heart definitely will go into the heart of repentance and will, over, will overcome the pattern being repeated. And here I would like to give you through a small story, like let us say you have a son who always hits his younger brother. And you told him numerous times that it is wrong that he needs to stop it. But it is still a problem from time to time. One time you catch him in the act, you say, how many times I told you not to hit your brother? Then the child comes to you with a tear in their eye and says, I am sorry I hid my brother mommy. You immediately forgive them. 
But then before you know it, the boy goes over and smacks his brother again. How does that make you feel? Is the child is going to be trouble again? You bet, he is. This shows the difference between confession and repentance. The child surely confessed the sin, but as he said, repentance is taking the next step. And the fourth important thing as we are preparing for Jesus' coming, and we show that repentance in action, produce the fruit. John the Baptist is challenging the crowd which came to him. You show the fruit that you change. You are repented from your past sinful life. And this is so important, we should be, we live in a world reason-oriented, result-oriented. We don't want any excuse, keep repeating, repeatedly telling the excuse. But we, want, we are all result-oriented people. John the Baptist also, and as we are preparing for Jesus' coming, we should focus on the result. Should produce the fruit that you change you changed in your action. You are working in a job and you don't do anything well. What will happen? You are going to be fired. You play for a football team. You are not effective and you are not doing well. You do not produce any fruit and you are not going to play anymore for the team. If you go out on a date and don't do anything to try to earn respect and show love, you are not going to get a second day. And my dear friends, and we show that fruit in our action. And what type of fruit? The book of Galatians talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, peace, joy, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, naturally flowing out of our lives. And how many times we, in our lives, we are mean, bitter, unhappy and unpleasant and all these actions are showing that we are producing we are not producing the fruit enough for out of our repentance and my dear friends and let us remember these four important lessons we are preparing for God's coming and we need to confess our sins and that should be leading into repentance discovering the real causes of our sin and eliminating the real cause, and then show that repentance in our action. My dear friends, let me repeat the question. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready to meet the Savior and Lord in up close and intimate way? You must start by preparing and clearing out all that is in the way. You do this by confessing your sins, both to God and to the priest, then this confession must result in repentance in which we turn from our previous ways to keep from falling into the same traps and finally we produce fruit in keeping with our repentance. Amen.